0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to Bright and Me, a, a show where we talk about soccer and other things, other podcasty things. Hey Bryant Caves, how are you doing, sir? Man, I am good. How are you, Thomas? I'm doing really great. We just got uh, a little how the sausage is made. We uh, we just finished our interview with Jordan Angeli, and and let me just say, dang,
1: yeah, it was. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: It, like, we 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 built it up in our heads because we have, uh, we've had great guests on our show. We love the guests we've had on our show. Having Jordan on here was awesome because it was somebody within the crew organization, and we were admittedly excited for it. Like, I think in our heads, I'll speak for myself, and, well, we talked about it off of air, but we were excited for it. Yeah. We were nervous for it. But, you know, sometimes in life, you can build things up, Right. and then the real thing is just like, wah, 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 wah. But this was like we built it up, and it was, it was really fun.
1: Yeah, it it exceeded my, I think what I was expecting. I think she's, it's clear that she does this for a living, that she talks for a living because she was just so easy and down to earth. And yeah, it was a it was a fantastic conversation.
0: Yeah, which we'll get to uh, in just a little bit. But yeah, we back to the the audio only platform too. We haven't had a, a podcast podcast in it's been like two weeks.
1: Yeah, it's been a minute.
0: It's been a minute. Oh, man. And I'm, we did the, what, couple? No, four weeks. Shoot, yeah, because two weeks, weeks ago, ago we did was the a, Twitch. Yeah, we did the, the, quiz, the quiz show, the video stream, which we're going to do another one. We're going to draw this out. People are hitting the 30-second fast-forward button on there apps right now just to get to the actual interview we're gonna draw this out at least another minute but we we did a quiz show where we were just playing quiz games back and forth about pop culture I won no big deal and then we have something planned out where we're gonna do a a, a vinyl unveiling a vinyl record unveiling we're gonna bring Mike Kelleher back the czar of all things cassette and vinyl the guy who knows stuff he's on TV shows he's just an all-around great guy he sent Brian a gift that Brian has not opened for... <laughs> it's
1: been torture.
0: <laughs> because Mike said, don't open it. We can open it on the air. So Brian has been a, a, a good guy, and he has not opened the gift. Um, well, his dad also sent him like 40 records, which kind of held him over. That but helps. we're going we're gonna to have a video stream of Brian opening the gift and also walking through what your dad gave you. So if you love music, this is going to be the episode for you. We'll do that action on video stream too. We'll probably try to get an audio out of it, but, yeah. but no, Brian, where, what are you uh... outside of the interview, which was amazing. What, what are you kind of into lately? What's new for you?
1: Um, so the weather this weekend has been beautiful. So I've, I've actually spent a lot of time outside this weekend, which was nice. Um, yesterday we threw Smoke some, yeah. Meat. yeah, threw some meat in the, got the bust out the smoker for the first time this year. um, so you got the smoker out. I sat out. I sat outside all day with the smoker. Um, I actually got sunburnt, <laughs> which is <laughs> wow. Like I came in at one point and I was like, "Hey, do we have any sunscreen?" And Alyssa was like, "No." And I was like, "Oh, I'd be all right. It's whatever. It's and, Ohio. Uh, we're fine. Yeah, we're good." And it's, but it's just on like one part of my arm. That just I guess based on where I was sitting. Um, other than that, it's been a lot of Animal Crossing. Like Alyssa and I uh, just passing the switch back and forth playing Animal Crossing. Um, <laughs> I watched like three seasons of the original 90s uh, X-Men, the animated series on Disney Plus, which is just it's that show is incredible. Like as a nerd, as a comic book nerd, it, it is it's the best X-Men product that's ever been made as far as movies, TV. It, it adheres so well to the comics. It's so well done. I can't say enough about it, and it's such a part of my childhood. Right.
0: I actually ventured outside the house today. I went. Uh, I went down to Land Grant because they're doing a drive-through, and yeah. I was supporting them by picking up some some drinks. And I had to go pick up a fifteen-pound bag of rice. Mm. A friend of mine with a Costco membership. White rice has been hard to find at the grocery store. Hasn't oh. been really out there, at least at the grocery stores I go to. So no, this is a, I went and picked up a fifteen-pound bag of rice, and then we sat socially distanced from one another, and we had a couple drinks and just uh, shot the shit, as you would say. But no, it's it's been good. It's been pretty chill. Um, something like this interview you're about to hear was definitely helpful. I think that you're going to enjoy this as a Crew fan, as just a um, as a soccer fan, as a human being. I think this covers a lot of the bases, and I think folks are really going to enjoy it.
1: So, without further ado,
0: let's let's go right into it. <music> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have an insanely special episode for you this week. We have a guest who has um, not only played in a U twenty World Cup, uh, they played pro soccer with the Boston Breakers, Washington Spirit, Western New York Flash across multiple women's soccer leagues, was the former on-field reporter for the Colorado Rapids, and is now the half of the play-by-play <laughs> duo on the Columbus Crew SE broadcast, Jordan Angeli. It's really exciting to have you. I didn't even list everything that you do. That oh was just gosh. a very short interruption, but welcome, welcome to the show
2: thanks for having me you guys i that was so funny i don't think i've ever had anybody gasp like that and i think it was just the entertainment people are looking for so i like it it was oh, good
0: uh, trust me they don't come to our podcast for entertainment jordan
2: how are you guys you guys hold no. it hanging in there
1: barely yeah.
0: <laughs> no <laughs> We're doing good. We're doing good. Today doing was a good. better day here in Columbus. We had some, uh, we had some good weather. We had some oh, nice so. weather, so I was able yeah. to go around. Um, just for folks who aren't following you on the internets, uh, you live in Colorado right now. Throughout all of this madness, I
2: do. So I, I moved to Columbus. I am a Columbus resident, but right, it just so happens that my brother was, my brother is actually a professional hockey player. So he plays. Between AHL and ECHL, he kind of like bumps around teams. And uh, he was actually playing for the Cincinnati Cyclones all season long. And I kid you not, the day after my parents and I drove from Colorado to Columbus, he got traded to Florida. So he drove his car up to Columbus and just was like, hey, Jord, like I'll get it shipped home eventually. But like, can it just sit here for right now? So it was sitting at my apartment. And when that initial delay happened... I was like, oh, I've got 30 days. I could go home and like sure up some things with my hu- my house here and bring my brother's car back. And so I drove my brother's car back and that was seven weeks ago and I've just been here. So, you know, I think it's been okay. It's been really good actually. I, I really am, I know I'm gonna love Columbus and I liked it from when I was there for just uh, like 12 days, but it would have been very difficult for me just knowing myself to be there in a new city by myself through all like I don't know sure. anyone besides like now I know you guys and I know a few uh, like a handful <laughs> of other people but um quarantine's yeah. a real thing and like it's been nice that I've had my family here with me so
1: For sure. Oh for Where's, sure. What team's your brother with in Florida?
2: He was with the Florida Everblades. Nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Ryan is
0: our uh, resident Floridian. He's Floridian by birth. So uh, he was hoping you were going to say Orlando Solar Bears.
2: Yes. He was with them for um, two years ago. He was with the Solar Bears for a season, and he loved it there. He was like, Florida's the place to play ice hockey, man. You get to golf all year (laughs) long.
1: (laughs) I went went Um, to a couple Solar Bears games as a kid. Still one of my uh, all-time favorite sports logos.
2: Oh, so they're so good with the sunglasses on the polar
1: bear. Yes. Yeah. Can confirm. Yeah. <laughs> so so we're, we're not as much a hockey podcast, but we do enjoy it. But <laughs> moving back to, uh, to soccer. So obviously you've had all these, uh, accomplishments, all that you've done all these things with soccer in your career. What kind of got you started with the sport?
2: Oh, I wanted to be like my older sister. So my older sister and I are 18 months apart. And so, when we moved from Arvada to Lakewood, which is just like one suburb to the other, uh, my parents, we were four and five and my parents were like, goodness gracious, we got to get these kids doing something. And so my sister wanted to play soccer and I just wanted to do everything that she did. So uh, I started, I think we were actually a year older than that, five and six. And um, so, yeah, just started playing soccer and for a long time, it was just something we did together, you know, and I just loved being able to play with my sister. And then I don't know when it was, but I definitely got much more competitive than my sister. And uh, that drive just started building up inside of me. But that's really where it all started is just I think my parents thought I was a wild kid and needed me to do <laughs> something active.
1: <laughs> well, and that's the perfect sport to do it, right? With as much yeah. running back and forth. And- oh, yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Especially when you're that age, right? Because that's all you do is like chase the ball around.
0: (laughs) Yeah. My daughters have both played and my eight-year-old, she loved being a goalkeeper because she didn't have to run. That was her thing. I love being a goalkeeper. I can appreciate
2: (laughs) that. You know, we have to have goalies. So if she likes it, then I'll say, thank you. (laughs) Someone
0: has to stop the ball. And, and being a parent of somebody uh, playing, uh, a kid who's especially goalkeeper, that is so frustrating. Like, it's nerve-wracking. Just the ball is coming. You're like, oh, God, stop the ball. And my kids,
2: yeah.
0: I, I love them to death. Um, but And it only gets not. worse.
2: You know, like, as a goalkeeper, the pressure only gets more and more as you get better and better. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, she's moving to hockey now. Good luck. Uh, oh, okay. So,
2: okay.
0: Yeah. I like which, I mean, being Colorado, you, I mean, your brother plays. It's nothing you're not used to. Uh, so, with the absence of the competitive MLS matches, oh. you have brought a pretty awesome series to the internet called The Breakdown.
2: You guys liking it?
0: Oh, yes, it's I love it. It's pretty great. It's great. Brian was um, pretty much uh, sharing poetry with how much he loved it oh. earlier today. He, it, It's great. Well, walk us through, walk crew supporters, not mm-hmm. just us, but the entire uh, crew folks who listen to us, through your process of kind of how you choose plays, how yeah. you break down the footage. So, you were a former defender. Do you find yourself moving towards defensive work? I mean, the first one you brought up defensive positioning and how one move from Zella Rayon turns the entire pitch into the crew's favorite right? stuff. Like, how do you, um, how do you kind of go through your mindset to pick those plays?
2: Well, I think one. I remember some of the plays when we were calling the game and I couldn't, you know, when you're calling a game, so many things are happening and you don't get the, uh, you don't get the addition of some extra minutes to really explain how wonderful something was. Mm
1: -hmm. And,
2: you know, just my work with Caleb and getting to know Caleb Porter through these first few months is he is like so attentive to so many details. And so When I started watching the games over and trying to figure out like how I was going to continue to bring some kind of content to you guys during this time, I just my mind and my eyes started going to a lot more defensive plays. And I don't know why it was, but in the in general, a lot of goals are scored in transition moments. Right. So you win the ball back. The team is in, the opposite team is in a stretched position because they are trying to score a goal. So they're a little bit more stretched. So then the gaps are bigger. You can transition quicker. And um, that's, that tends to be the best chances in games. So I think I wanted to explain why it, why those chances were good and why things built up. and And it's not just one player doing a great move because we've seen that, right? We've already, even in two games, we've seen individual brilliance but how much of soccer is this interconnection of movements and knowledge of where your teammates going to be at a certain moment. And it's just, that's why it's the beautiful game, right? It's just mm-hmm. so yeah. magnificent. And I've, I've really enjoyed breaking the, it down and I'm like, Oh gosh, I don't have very much left. Like, uh, I think <laughs> I only have a half of that Seattle game. So we've been getting a little creative and had a live one with our tour last week. Yes. And that was really fun. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad you guys are liking it. It's been fun to try to do something different.
0: Yeah, yeah so like we.
1: Uh... Oh,
0: go ahead, Brian. After you.
1: I was gonna say so. I'll, I'll say as somebody who you know, I love. I love the sport, but I'm also someone that's fairly new to the sport. So like, I didn't grow up playing. I really didn't have much exposure to it growing up. So I, I think. You know, like you said, I may have played at like five or six years old, but that's just kids chasing the ball kind of thing. So not I, you know, I have a basic understanding of the game, but, I you know, the tactical, you know, things, what, why players do certain things, I don't really know. Yeah. So I, what I've really enjoyed about those is just having that breakdown. Like I'm, I'm learning things, I'm learning things, obviously, when you're talking during the broadcast, I think you do a good job of breaking things down simply, like explaining complex things simply. Oh, thank you. But yeah, on those YouTube videos, even more so because you get the time you can, you know, draw and, you know,
2: they keep telling me they're like, can you make it a little shorter? And I'm like, I could try. And so they want it around two minutes. And every time it's like three minutes, like almost every single time. So I'm like, I guess that's my sweet spot is three minutes. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, we try to keep our stuff to an hour, and that never works either. Right? So we exactly. we understand when there's good when exactly. you want to talk about something when it's something interesting. But echoing what you kind of took the words out of my mouth, I was going to say the same thing. I didn't grow up in the sport, and just seeing that at first, like when you watch the matches, like oh, they scored the goal or they made the defensive stop. I understand that just because in sports you you understand some of the basics of it. But then watching those videos, I was like, oh, I should be watching this a little more. Or how yeah. like even. You talk about, in the first video again, uh, Lucas kind of moves up a little bit and it shifts the entire play around. That's something, when I go to all the matches, I'm not probably looking at that. So yeah. watching those, I think, is going to help a lot of supporters, especially in a supporter group that really, over the last couple of years, has blossomed with Save the Crew. With a lot of new people coming into it, that I think it helps people just like Brian said, bolster that knowledge that they have and seeing the game a little bit differently than just, okay, who scored the goal?
2: Yeah. And I'm, I mean, when I'm watching games too, and I, as a fan, like it gets frustrating when things don't pan out, right? You're like, oh, you almost <laughs> scored. Like that was so close. But when you look at it from this perspective and try to be like, okay, well, 88, eight things went right. And that one thing went wrong. Like okay, now the next time nine things are going to go right. Right. So it's like, can we continue to build up these little things that just continue to create success? So I'm I'm glad you guys are liking it. It's been so much fun in this weird in between kind of thing. Cause it was always something I wanted to bring to the crew this season in a, in a different setup. But uh, I think for right now, it's just been, I've gotten some good feedback. So it's been fun to give you guys that.
0: That's good. And then if when games start coming back, whenever they come back, safety first. We hope that you you're safe, all the players are safe and all that stuff. But when they do come back, hopefully you can keep that going. Because I know folks are and I've got a I've got a twist
2: a twist on it. So I'm I'm excited to throw the twist in and be able to do something different.
0: A twist oh okay. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That that in the business is refers referred to as a tease, kids. A
2: tease.
1: So
0: there's a twist. <laughs>
1: what are what are your? I know you've you've got obviously a very limited sample size this season, but what are your kind of impressions of the team so far? Just in what you did get to see.
2: There's so many things that I like. Uh, so many things. Um, I think the one thing that I've noticed is there's just like this this unity within the group mm-hmm. that I really. I've barely had any time around them. And um, I don't know, it's this sense that there's some serious belief in who they are and what they stand for. And that makes me really excited because they have all the components physically, technically, uh, skill wise with the players that they have. But it's like that X factor of who they believe they 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 really truly know they are. That is something that I'm like, ooh. I, I can't wait to see more because it it was just, you know, it was just starting and we were just getting glimpses and um, yeah, I think good things, good things ahead.
1: Fantastic. I like to hear it. Yeah. that's And that's not just towing the company line, right? That's your... No,
2: no, I, no, it's not at all. Um, some really interesting, because be, coming from the Western conference and working in the Western conference, like, I knew the east but I don't I didn't know it anywhere as well as I knew the west and so it's been really interesting diving into the crew more and learning s- about the players a little bit deeper and how much you know, you see highlights and and you hear talks talk about players, but then when you really get to see them play every day in training and get to see them play every game, it it gives you a whole different appreciation for who they are.
0: Well I mean not just uh, I mean you you played pro soccer yourself. You but you play freshly too. Whenever you play, whenever The guys on the team are playing, it just, you all make it look so easy. When you watch it as a fan, like Brian and me, we don't, uh, again, we don't have soccer chops athletically. We watch it and we think we know. But whenever you're actually, whenever my mind thinks about it, like think about how difficult it is to Mm. watch 20 other people on the field and uh, adapt what you're doing for it. And I mean, you you played it your whole life. It's just a different appreciation for sure with how well you play, they play everybody. It's, it's, it's insane. Whenever you actually stop and think about it.
2: Yeah, it really is. And it's just cool to see how much, you know, this being the 25th year of major league soccer, just watching some of those first games of MLS and just the growth of the league and the growth of the the sport in general is really, mm-hmm. it's cool to watch that kind of develop and, uh, have an appreciation for where it's at so yeah it's been good so far I've I can't wait for more games
1: yes yeah. oh my you. gosh I'm, I'm, we're jonesing
2: <laughs> I bet
1: <laughs> I just I just want to go down to a bar and hang out with a group of people and hug each other with you know when we score a goal or
2: yes. you know just
1: one of those things like I just yes. I miss that like community and camaraderie I think mm-hmm. is the
0: is the thing i, I miss we all the most. just need some soccer back the the k league the korean k league is coming this week i've heard oh. so if you want to watch some soccer hopefully they can get it on some streaming here in the if
2: United if it's States, on but... ESPN plus i'm watching I,
1: i've <laughs> reverted to watching uh resorted to watching pros play fifa okay oh. so
2: <laughs> are you enjoying that
1: i i've enjoyed it yeah it's uh it's been a lot of fun i I'm terrible at FIFA, so seeing people and some of them are too, so it's kind of fun to see like, (laughs) oh, okay, just because you play this professionally and know what's going on, that doesn't mean you're going to be good at FIFA. Right. Uh, So seeing some of them fall flat on their faces, I think there's like
2: really a a very big juxtaposition there. Like some players play video games and some just don't, right? And I was I was a don't, but if you play, like you're you're at least like uh you're at least playing a little bit of fifa even if you do play other but i was just never a video game person and i think um it's really funny to me that there's pros who are like they're really like one way or the other like i play or yeah. i don't play yeah.
0: i was last thing on that because i just i only watched one match and it was raheem sterling versus trent alexander arnold they did Ooh. a fifa tournament and the amazing thing is the mentality they have on the field or even just the chirpiness they have, like Raheem Sterling on the field, he kind of, he jabs at people. Like he gets yeah. at people and he was, mm-hmm. he was talking, he was annoyed. He was frustrated. Like if it lagged at all, he would just vocally just like, Oh, it's lagging. And he'd get really upset and stuff. And like, it was just great seeing that they're still so competitive.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, athletes are competitive in everything they do. Yeah. They're competitors, right? That's what I mean, feel. I would
2: watch that just to hear those two talking to each other. Cause <laughs> I feel like that would be the entertainment that, but Trent was it. quiet. He oh. was quiet.
0: He was kind of like on the again seeing him on the field he doesn't say a lot. He's not yelling at people, but he gets the job done, I guess.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway, I'll leave
0: that out. <laughs> but...
1: <laughs> so recently obviously you've kind of made that transition, right? Being kind of the on-field reporter with with Colorado, moved into the booth kind of in the analyst role. Um, how has that transition been? And then what's the preparation look like when you're getting ready for a game compared to the other, to your previous roles?
2: Yeah, good question. So I, I've been with the Rapids, I did like a a handful of jobs. So I have been calling games as an analyst actually for eight years now. So when I got my last injury and this is like, um, it's not like, um, super well-known. So like, I wouldn't expect you to know this, like, um, called high school games. I called college games. I basically was like doing everything I could to do this job because I really, really liked staying in the sport. And I liked speaking from my experience, uh, in whatever game it was. So, uh, when I got the job with Colorado, I originally did get it as, uh, we have a in stadium reporter. So I was, uh, before the match, I would kind of prep the match, do whatever, they kind of had as program at night and then a synopsis of what was going on and some, maybe some some changes that I like to see in the second half whatever and my second year of doing that I was still calling college soccer games and doing that as an analyst but I wasn't calling MLS games yet and Connor McGahee, who is now the play-by-play on radio for the Colorado Avalanche, he was at that time the Colorado Rapids play-by-play on radio. And he was like, Hey, Jordan, like you're here at the games. You're just sitting down on the field when the game is being played. Like, why don't you just come up here and like talk on the radio with me? So I ended up, that's how I got my first radio gig with the Rapids. It was my second year there. And then I did the last, I did that for three years. So last year was like the most comprehensive year for me in MLS minus my little stint at the world cup, uh, which I had to take a little hiatus for MLS. But, um, yeah, I got to call every game and travel with the Rapids and be there radio play by play and do some more like hosting and content stuff, kind of like what I'm doing with the crew. So transitioning from that job where it was, like, a whole handful of things. You know, I was running up and down the stairs to get to the radio, to get back (laughs) at halftime, like, um, to do... I hosted a show before the game. Like, all all these things. Game day felt a lot more like... I had to, like, switch my hats almost. Where here, I feel like I have the same hat on, and, like, from pregame to the game, I know that my role is the analyst, and I know kind of what um, I need to do, from like the tone and the, the voice I'm speaking from. So it's been awesome. Like I have been calling games on TV, but not consistently with within MLS or within college is such a short, short span of the year. So this has been, you know, something I've been working for, for a long time and just so thankful for the crew, like, um, that they believed in me and gave me this opportunity because I feel like you know, when you just, you need somebody to give you that shot and for you to flourish. And I'd feel like Tim Miller and the whole, the whole group here were like, this is our, this is our gal. This is our person that we want. So it's been super fun and uh, kind of a bummer that it only was two games, but I'm, I'm anticipating highly that next game. And, And so in preparation, I watch games, like as an analyst, my job is to tell you what, I know of the other team what I know of our team and how it's playing out in real life. And the best way I can do that is to watch games and to know as much about the players as I can. And a lot of that prep is like, I have game boards that are pretty detailed, not as detailed as Neil Sika's. I can tell you that, Um, (laughs) but pretty detailed and I don't use like, I a lot of the times in the game, I don't even look at it because I, I feel comfortable knowing that it's there and knowing that I did the prep, uh, but I am really focused on, okay, what's happening off the ball, maybe that caused a breakdown, no pun intended, that <laughs> then there is an, an opportunity that happens. So uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of watching soccer, which isn't too bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's not a bad way to make a living. That's not for. Uh, no, now, do you have a goal with it? Like you said, yeah. you wanted to stay in the sport, now you're in it. What's yeah. like your future? Not saying that the crew is not the the pinnacle, but what is your big goal for what you're doing right yeah, now?
2: Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have a lot of goals. I wanted to call Olympic games, uh, so that's still on the on the table. As this was. Uh, you know, the Olympics are now next summer, call games in the Olympics. I want to call games in the World Cup. I want to be, you know, I think MLS is going to get to the point where it we have a uh, not my Premier League morning with Rebecca Lowe, but we have a MLS, like MLS on Fox or whatever it is, where it's kind of like, all those NFL shows you see leading up to the games of the week or whatever. And I want to host that show. And I want to host the show from the perspective of, I know what it's like to do all these other jobs, right? I have been an analyst. I've been a play-by-play. I've been a sideline reporter. So can I come at it as a host who maybe preps it with the thought of like, how can I, how can I set my analyst up with what they want to to say. So that's kind of my goal to be the Rebecca Lowe of the U S
0: <laughs> that's a, that's an awesome goal. That's an awesome goal. I, I mean, I think there are a lot of crew fans speaking for them that would be excited to see that. And I mean, Neil, even he, he was calling a world cup just yeah. a couple of years ago. He did, I think it was the U 23, right? right? World cup he was calling. So I'm sure in the, in the game, in the yeah. media game, it's a lot about networking and context totally. and working with folks. and, and having all of this now with working with not just the Rapids and the crew, but even just us learning about how you're doing high school games, you're doing college games, you're wow. doing, you wanted to be in the sport so much that you're doing everything you can to, okay, I want to learn about this and I'm going to do it. And I think that's, that's admirable. I think people can take that, especially right now where some folks, if you have extra time, they're trying to go for new things and shooting for goals and trying totally. to improve yeah. themselves. And it wasn't, this you is know, a good example. Yeah.
2: And for me, like there's, you see a lot of ex players coming into whatever league that they played in and doing this job. And for me, it was my, my playing career was so short, but I felt like, um, I knew what I was talking about. And so I almost had to convince all these people for, for a long time, like, Hey, I know what I'm talking about. Like, let me talk on your, on your show. And then I would convince them and then, you know, see you, let me call all of their, internet broadcasts. And so I called all the CU women's soccer games. And then the next year I got one game on PAC 12 network and one game on SEC network. And then the next year I got a couple more. And so I just like hustled because I felt like it was right. And I felt like it was something that made sense for me. And, uh, you know, it's led me to this where I feel like I'm still learning so much and I am so thankful for that. Like, I'm so thankful to be learning and also, um, you know thriving in this this job because it makes me feel a lot like a player again like there's sure. always something to improve on there's always something to get better on so i think that's one of the reasons i really enjoy it
0: yeah and i mean you you bring up that you had a career and you said that it was shorter than you wanted to and that you're not playing professional anymore that kind of moves into our our next question you're not you have so many different projects you're working on, so many different things that you're doing, and it's not all just related with the crew or with professional soccer. You um, started a company, you founded a company called the ACL Club, mm-hmm. where you help support athletes of any levels that have yeah. been through the trauma of damaging an ACL. So you, uh, for folks who haven't kind of looked into your your history with playing, you, you tore your ACL three times?
2: You're right about that.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Um, what experiences in your recovery motivated you to start the ACL Club? Kind of what? Uh, what does your company do for folks who aren't mm-hmm. aware of who they are?
2: Yeah, it's a really good question because starting it was really that's all it was. It was a motivation as to like this is what I went through, and I never want anybody to go through what I went through. Like, I never injuries are going to happen. Right. And we play a sport and that's the way it is. And so I can't sit here and say, I'm going to prevent ACLs injuries from happening. That's just not the reality of the situation. But what I am hoping is no one ever has to say they tore their ACL three times on one of their knees. And one of the things I think that can really help with that is creating a community around the idea of, I understand where you're coming from. I understand the pressures to get back. Uh, I understand it's hard to know what the emotions are that you're feeling. So let's work through all those things. So I started the ACL club during right when I was returning back to playing soccer again in NWSL because I had just gotten back from my third ACL. And every time I was recovering or even when I was healthy I would have an old soccer coach or an old teammate or a current teammate who would say, Hey, I know this person who's torn their ACL. Can you talk to them? And every time I talked to someone, it was the same things. It was the same pain points. It was the same emotions, you know, various situations, but a lot of the same things. And I was like, people just want to be understood and they want to feel like they have people who are supporting them and encouraging them through this. And so I decided when I was playing in NWSL, like, I knew and I felt like my, I really was seeing like my career is not going to last forever. So broadcasting was something I had been working on, but this was also a passion of mine and something that I felt like there's just a lot of wrong things happening where we can reduce that number of injuries, but also I could help support the people who are getting injured. So started the ACL club to do that to encourage and hire and empower people process and say, yeah, you might not choose it to happen to you, but you can choose in the process to become somebody greater than you were before with the things that you learn about yourself. So that's kind of where the heart of it is at.
0: And that's, I mean, that's an awesome thing to do because the doc, the doctors in the medical field, they're there to help you get healthy, right? They're there to help yeah. you get back to it, but there's a whole nother layer outside of the physical, mm-hmm. right? Cause yeah. And I, I've had injuries, not anything close to what you've gone through or (laughs) what like athletes that are working hours and hours a day training and getting prepped and, and then injuring yourself and kind of everything around you is kind of crushing because you have, if you're focused on one thing Mm -hmm. that can be rough. So having this extra layer, it sounds amazing how it's been going now for what, uh,
2: Oh, I think it's be, over five years. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be six years this summer. And um, yeah, it it is. It's cool. Like, I had a talk with Mil- Milton Valenzuela uh, yeah. Yeah. One of, going into the second game. And we were just chatting with him. And I asked him what it was like to be back for that first game that he played down in Arizona. And he just smiled at me. And I was like, I know. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, I don't think I stopped smiling. And like that moment, I know I I barely know Milton, but I think him knowing that I went through that and he also went through that and it just like is something that people who go through the similar traumas, right, can really feel each other's pain. They have that empathy. And, um, you know, I feel like there's just a bond. And I wanted to express that even when you feel alone in this process, you're just not alone. Like there's so many people who believe in you and and know that you can get through this because they themselves got through it and they're nothing more special than anybody else right we're just That's people always... at the end yeah, it's, yeah. It's, and
1: it's a really fascinating perspective on it i think coming from non-athletes right two dudes that you know we just kind of we watch we watch the game you know we watch sports center or whatever you know we hear you know oh so and so you know got this injury or that injury or you know whatever i broke my wrist in high school marching band so i'm the least athletic great story what'd you, ever... what'd you
2: play what
1: uh what... saxophone
2: Ooh, i was a clarinet player for a little time in my life
1: there you go yeah oh, i uh...
2: woodwind right Woodwinds.
1: yeah, Woodwinds. yeah. yeah.
0: You're in the woodwind clan yeah i go. played trumpet
1: uh, sorry fell and tried to catch myself yeah broke oh. my wrist
2: yeah. But whenever you're without something, like it, yeah. it is the same feeling. It's like, oh, especially sure. as a young person, you feel like that defines you so much. Oh yeah. And if you can't do that, you feel lost. And I, I want people to one say, okay, well, that's okay to feel that way because yeah. that is a feeling that you're having, and so you must acknowledge that. But at the same time, you are not one thing. You are a right. mix of all these things. So let's let's try to play the guitar if your knee hurts like let's try to play the guitar and see if we like playing the guitar or painting or whatever it is because you start to figure out that passion can live in different forms and that's what you're really searching for and seeking in those moments
1: it's just such a different perspective I think than we typically think about it's cool to hear
2: that yeah Yeah. thanks it is it's a big shift in perspective and I hope that uh, I can inspire people to understand that like yeah, I am with you when you want to say it sucks because it sucks. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, we can't get stuck on that because there is so much time to get better and to grow and to find other things about figure out other things about yourself. So, yeah, it's yeah. been a real passion project and I really enjoyed it.
0: That's great. And just one last thing, I Hearing it, Brian talk about watching sports and do that. I think fans, supporters, when they hear somebody's injured, we think, okay, when are they coming back? Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't. It's hard sometimes to empathize in yeah. those situations. And I think having a group like this and just having awareness of it will help not just athletes but people who are supporting. If you're supporting a club, you're supporting a team. Yeah, you should be supporting them totally. when they're down and they're up. Right, you need to be yep. supporting people as they're going through this and kind of shifting a fan perspective of not looking at, okay, when are you coming back? But hey, are you going to, you know, can you come back as strong, not just physically, but mentally, what's going to help you? How can the community help you?
2: Yeah, exactly. It's all so true because you as a fan would, yeah, you want the players back, but you want them back better than before, right? Not necessarily. Yeah, of course you want them quicker, but if they come back quicker and they're not good, you're like, wow, man, come on. So man they little, yeah right if it takes a little bit more time it's like okay yeah it's worth it
0: that's awesome
1: so we uh we solicited some questions um on twitter
2: Ooh, from okay.
1: uh from some of our listeners the most common question we got is why is jordan coming on this podcast which <laughs> we're uh the first you of all guys
2: that, asked
1: first of all that's mean guys Exactly.
0: Um, <laughs> you, you miss 100% of the shots you don't you don't take. Right. We're right.
2: learning that from Michael. We're learning yeah. that from Michael.
1: Wayne, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Michael oh, Scott. That's
2: Wayne. Oh yeah, Wayne Gretzky.
1: That's Michael. No, Scott. Scott.
0: That's
2: Michael, a Michael Scott. Scott. I was into my brain. I was thinking that it was Michael Jordan.
0: You know, I thought the same thing. I, I thought that for years until Wayne. I think I rewatched The Office, and then it was like, mm-hmm. oh no, that was Wayne Gretzky.
2: That'd don't tell my joke. brother i said that as the hockey player he's gonna Mike's be like the <laughs> so, uh,
1: we
0: did we did filter through the questions though we did not okay. use all the questions so it's not okay. gonna be craziness we got some good ones so
1: <laughs> so uh first off homer uh big uh, nottingham forest supporter fan of the show um he just wants to know what you're what you're doing uh, non-soccer related what you're binging watching reading uh during the shelter in place
2: Okay. Great question. I am doing a lot of things. So actually right before this, I was outside because my brother and I have gotten into some woodworking and I think I can show you guys a picture because you'll be able to see it, but other people won't be. So we made my parents this headboard. What?
0: Oh, dang. That's awesome. Yeah.
2: So we've been doing like this geometric woodworking stuff. So we're making something, my sister's having a baby in a couple of weeks. So we're making something for the baby and we've basically started our own Etsy shop. It seems like, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I've just been, I've been working a lot actually and trying to, um, you know, we have a radio show we're doing a different, uh, crew at home show now once, I think it's going to be once a week now through May. Um, and just been trying to do as much as I can. But with that, I'm also like, I need to be creative. So this is helping me be creative. Um, and then what have I been watching? Oh my gosh, I got into a lot of murder shows at first. It was not good, you guys. It wasn't good. Uh, I watched pretty much everything that was uh, murder-related on Netflix. And um, I've got out, gotten out of that. and but there was some really interesting ones like I can't remember what it was called but it's all different individual stories of like how people get um got sentenced and it's on Netflix I can't remember it right now but um just how some people weren't given a good trial at the beginning and Mm, um you um, know didn't know what to do or they were told to say something different and you see all the evidence and you're like what like how are they not it's just crazy you know these things but currently my brother last night my brother and i were like we got to find a new series um so we're we're we tried westworld i watched the first season of westworld but i can't get into it anymore so I just right. get... yeah. yeah it just is like too much so if you guys have suggestions
1: we're a little tiger late king? it my do you watch tiger king oh. yet
2: did I watch Tiger King? I think... <laughs> it the first. I, I consider that in my murder series, there you the go. series at the beginning. Uh, that was the first thing I watched. Yeah. Carol Baskins.
1: Oh, God.
0: You guys know oh, my... what
2: I was saying? Oh, hey, all you crew cats and kittens.
0: I did notice that. My wife wanted me to start training off one day with it. And I said, I cannot do that. Yeah. I cannot give her. Any that's okay. Oh, I, we, we're a little late to the game, but we're watching Big Little Lies. Have you seen oh, that God, yet? That's
2: So good, huh? That's
0: yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. We're but we're 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 kinda losers. We just rewatch Parks and Recreation or Shits Creek or The Office or something like that. That's a week that's what our wheelhouses Schitt's are. Shits Creek
2: is who's your favorite character?
0: Um, it has to be David. David's my favorite character. Oh,
2: okay. It's a great choice. Mine's I, Moira. I just I love Moira. She's,
0: Moira is so not just a person she's like a, she's, she's a lifestyle she
2: is a lifestyle <laughs> she is all she's all encompassing
1: uh, oh. i've seen like two episodes so far so you I can't laugh. get in boom, into it it's hard
2: for some people <laughs> to get into it and i'm like i just was i just knew eugene levy and uh Catherine o'hara i just right. was like i trust you too you know i yeah. trust
1: I think I'm I'm gonna keep going. So I tried to start watching it with my wife, and she wasn't really into it. And we tend to watch a lot of stuff together. So I think that's gonna be my show to just like, all right, yeah. I'm going. I'm gonna just leave her behind and and because yeah. like, yeah, I laughed my head off in the first two episodes even. So well, yeah. and I Brian was, and I have
0: the same rule in our household where if our wife likes it, we watch it. If both our wives and I like it, we watch it. If only we like it, they don't watch it. That though, yeah. that's the rules of the house. <laughs>
2: I think that probably makes your house a lot happier. Yeah, I would say. We'll go with that. (laughs) Yeah, we weren't abiding by those rules. I can't remember what. Oh, I'm finishing up um, Sutterland till I die. The second, awesome, so good. Yeah, Uh, and I'm only a couple episodes. We started watching the second season, and my brother just kept watching it, and I was like, "Hello, rude! Like, I'm here. You can't watch it without without me." So now I have like two episodes left and I can't watch it when he's here because he's already seen it. So I'm like, okay, whatever I'll get there. Eventually
1: Sunderland till I die is one of those shows that I recommend to anyone. That's a sports fan. Like, mm-hmm. even if you don't care about, soccer, you know, I have a lot of friends that may or may not be into soccer, right? I'm like, no, watch it. Yeah. Cause it's the drama of it. And just the, like, especially that first season where they, the double relegation battle and it's, it's a slow motion car wreck. I mean, it's, it's painful almost I'm already, to
2: watch. I just got to the point where it was um transfer deadline day in the second season and I'm yes. just like I kind of see where it's going and I'm not I'm not <laughs> feeling it, you guys. I'm already nervous for them and yeah, you just get hooked in. I also watched the all or nothing on Prime with the Brazilian national team, which was super cool. I
1: haven't seen that. Titles, check that
2: out. Yeah. Have you seen the one with Man City?
1: I you have. have I've seen parts of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've. I've got Purple's the.
2: Good. I mean, soccer docs. Pep. What else can you say?
1: I've got I, the Leeds one saved too, but I haven't checked out the Leeds one yet either.
0: I, I don't give Man City much of my attention.
1: Oh, That's sorry. <laughs> it's
0: okay. It's just no. I. I know. I, I don't have time to watch it. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I'm just kidding. It sounds more exciting when I make it about rivalry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: moving on this is actually a soccer question of course it's evan asking this um evan at, at lava twin wants to know um what's your favorite unpopular tactic or formation in soccer
2: Who unpopular i feel like it just really depends like um ugh. <laughs> Off the top of my head, that's a hard thing to, I like, I really do like when teams play a three back and they have wing backs, but it's hard to execute. You have to have the right personnel in order to play that. Um, but I like when you can play a three, five, two or a three, four, three, or some variation of that with the three back. It just is, is hard. It's hard for, you just don't see it very often. And so then when you're playing against it, like you're seeing a three back a little bit more in MLS or, or um, you're coming up against it a little bit more often, but uh, it's just a different tactic to try to break down. So then pressure comes at you differently when you're with the ball and then defensively, how you pass players on can be a, a little bit more tricky, but uh yeah if teams can utilize wing backs and play with a three back and good center yeah. backs you can you know i'm I'm all for a center back driving in the midfield and being good on the ball it's dangerous and it's it's challenging for other teams so i'm gonna go with that you i guess I need to great. think about that more
0: he's uh do that sometimes he he would bring will back a little bit he would yeah. throw up the wing backs then he'd bring will would drift back and it looked kind of like a three in the back it was yeah, like a and,
2: and that happens with a four back because yeah. the way and the crew look like that at times too, is the, the outside mm-hmm. backs will get high. And so then the center yeah. backs can open and you bring one of your two and your double pivot da- back into the, um, back line and you can play out that way, but mm-hmm. really like structurally having three center backs, um, just putting a little bit more, um, higher up midfielders, yeah,
1: like he's it. a he's a he's a football manager streamer in his spare time. So I think he's just looking for tactics advice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he needs some help. I
0: watched him I today. Call, he I
2: call some um, I get some of that winnings. I don't know what the winnings are, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, Keith wants to know um, what do you what do you listen to? Not only get hyped, obviously when you were play when you were playing to get hyped for a match, but do you have like warm up music before you know a broadcast or before your while you're getting set up to Yeah,
2: work. I think my my warm up music when I was playing always changed. Like it wasn't like I guess it sometimes was like your typical pop music, but sometimes it was st- stuff that just like made me feel calm and especially on the drive I would like start out with some calm stuff. I remember when I was playing in Boston for some reason I was like hooked on this I'm a country. I like country music and I was hooked on this Lady Antebellum soundtrack and there's two songs on there and i would drive next to the charles river going to my game and i remember these two lady antebellum songs just like windows down and every time i think of i hear them i think of driving to my games for the breakers um but now i just think i kind of listen to whatever like i don't really feel like i get hyped but but did he ask too what my walk-up song would be
1: yes he did <laughs> he also wanted to know the-
2: yeah, this is one of my favorite questions to ask people because I feel like it's so interesting to hear what people say. And well, mine mine changes all the time like I don't know, like sometimes I think it's going to be Janet Jackson. Most recently, it's been uh Jump by Crisscross Cross because I just feel <laughs> like Get wiggity, everybody wiggity, hyped.
1: Wiggity,
2: yeah, wiggity wiggle wiggity whack. And then like everybody I'm walking up and everyone's just in the stands, like going crazy jumping. So that's my current that's my current walk up song.
1: <laughs> I love it. That's Thanks. awesome. Do you do you also think about like wearing your clothes backwards when, when yes. that's coming on? Okay.
2: Yes. Well clearly.
1: I mean, that was the style.
2: You guys can you guys think of your songs right off the top of your head, your walk up songs?
0: I, I didn't, uh, Brian, you're going to think I stole this from Hulk Hogan. I did not steal this from Hulk Hogan. It's a Jimi Hendrix song. Mm-hmm. Voodoo Child Slight Return would be my walk up song. It just has a guitar riff in the beginning oh, that yeah. just it gets me every time. I get goosebumps every time I hear it. So that would be mine. I did not like, steal it from Hulk
2: excuse Hogan. Excuse me, Mr. Hogan. Mr. Hulk. Excuse <laughs> knock, me, Mr. Knock,
0: Hulk. Knock. Oh, pardon <laughs> me, sir.
2: <laughs> what about you, Brian?
1: Um, the first thing that popped into my head is the intro to, uh, when the Levee breaks by Led Zeppelin Ooh. and um, there's this like drum part with the harmonica kicks in and yeah. it just,
2: you just said drums. And now I want to go the drums from in the air tonight. Ba-da, 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 I was, sim- ba-da, I was
1: just
0: thinking about that in my head. I'm not kidding. I was, Oh, wow. That's, that's that eerie. would be good.
2: Can you like. <laughs> That that's what you would lead in. You would start there, and that would that'd be good. I'm going with I'm that changing. next time.
1: There you go. That's,
2: <laughs> I
1: think I'm going with that one as well. Um, so, do you... Uh, another question from uh, Mike Hudson Sucks. That's uh, quite a name. Uh, <laughs> wants to know, what tattoos do you have, or or do you want?
2: Okay, I don't have any tattoos. For a while, I wanted... I did want a tattoo. Um, I don't know. I just have never like been, I liked something long enough to be able to get one, but That's I okay. wanted a arrow on my left foot um, because the with uh, Morris code of my, my last name in the like actual long part or the stem of the arrow, um, because the point of an arrow is like it, you have to pull it back to, for it to fly. And I just felt like with everything that I had gone through in my career, that an arrow kind of really had a symbolism of what I had gone through that, that those things that held me back were actually going to help me propel forward. So, and I, I totally, truly believe that. So maybe I'll get an arrow one day. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, so uh, Cheyenne Foster, who is uh, an MLS travel vlogger, on between yeah, Queens
2: she's Pants. awesome. Yeah, she's yeah. great.
1: We're gonna have her on the pod actually coming oh, up. Oh, good. So,
2: yeah.
1: Um, she wants to know if there's one thing you could bring to Columbus from Colorado. What would it be?
2: Hi, Cheyenne. Great question. <laughs> the mountains. Oh no, no, no. My family? I don't know.
0: There you go. Let's up. not say okay, family is a, okay, okay. a given. Let's say family is a given. Let's pick something non-family.
2: The mountains.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: I love the mountains. I just went up there this morning. I woke up and I was like it it um it rained yesterday, so it was like a little cooler this morning, and I was like I got to get up into the mountains and so I went up and it was just a perfect morning like perfect the birds were chirping the sky was blue because of the rain everything is like we get really dry here in Colorado so everything right now is super green and it was just like oh my soul needed that it was great it was really nice so the mountains
1: that's all yeah it's all the photo
0: up. yeah Oh, if you could bring them, yeah, that'd be great.
1: I yeah, really okay. That.
2: I'll tr- I'll work <laughs> on that when I come back. <laughs>
1: there's uh, you know, you go you go a few hours east. There's yeah. uh, there's you know, you go into West Virginia. There's some mountains and stuff. I mean, it's a okay. Little little different. Not, yeah. not quite the same. <laughs> no. I've never been up to Colorado, but that.
2: but you guys do have a lot of lakes, which I can appreciate.
1: Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. I just need to find people with a boat.
1: <laughs> that's that's, well, that's Keep looking. Let
2: right <laughs> 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 you guys know when I find them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Boat boat parties, yeah. Um, And then finally, Derek Smith wants to know who's your favorite pro player that plays your position.
2: Can that be anybody?
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, either a man, woman, whoever.
2: Okay. Current,
1: all time, whatever you want to say.
2: Um. Okay, I'm gonna go a woman and a man. Perfect. And I'm gonna go people that are playing right now. Now. Uh, Julie Ertz
1: yeah I did
2: I ended as a midfielder I was feisty man (laughs) I was feisty and I love the way she plays plus she went to Santa Clara so there you go I I never got to play with Julie that would have been trouble for everybody that we (laughs) would play against for sure um but yeah Julie Ertz is just one of the best midfielders right now and she'll be one of the best midfielders probably to ever play just she just does a lot of things right um and then i'm going busquets from barcelona i love him um similar playmaker steady uh you know skillful but like not fancy right like I, I wish I could say De Bruyne up, but I'm not, I'm not a attacking player. Sorry. I said another man city person, but it's okay. Um, you're
0: fine. It's okay. I'm over I
2: it. Know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas,
1: Liverpool's going to win the league this oh, year. Oh yeah, okay? I mean, play, I lo- together, so I'm
2: like the worst EPL fan because <laughs> I like players and okay. I like how teams play. So like, I wish, I wish I loved Liverpool and like, I wish I had that or I wish I loved man. Manchester United like I wish I just don't have a tie to any team and so I've really appreciated like watching managers styles and how they work with their teams and so like Klopp and Liverpool the last few years has been so much fun um but like I'm a I loved Barcelona I always I still love Barcelona they're like the team that I would say in Europe is like my team so I've just followed Pep around, and I just like the way he sets his team up and what he demands of them. And so I think maybe that's why there's some players on Man City that I go to. But De Bruyne is like, he's ridiculous.
0: I can respect. He's a great, he's an amazing player. Amazing. Exactly. Yeah.
2: So I wish I could say that, but I can't because I'm not, that wasn't my position. So I'll say, I'll say uh, Skets. There you go, yeah, I mean, it, in a
0: whole world of you know professional athletes, they're all amazing players. But then, if yeah. you have a guy who sticks out like De Bruyne, like that's that's amazing. Er, like you yeah, talk about yeah, Julie yeah. Ertz or like yeah. or like Rapino, like they stick out because they're amazing. Er, than the pace yeah. yes. people. Um, right. I, I have two more. I'm gonna throw these are really quick. Well, yeah. uh, there's either or. I think the first one you already answered. I didn't tell Brian I was gonna do this, but I was gonna ask you Messi or Ronaldo. But I think you, I think we know the answer now. Okay, then we'll okay. do um, since it's, everyone's talking about him right now. Um, Jordan or LeBron? This isn't I, soccer.:
2: Yeah, no, I love that question. I, I Michael Jordan was the athlete for me, and I'm sure kids that are growing up who are watching LeBron James play will say the same thing. Like, when I watch Michael Jordan play, I have never seen somebody play so beautifully and so like driven that combination to me is something that was really stuck out when I was a young, a young person. And so he'll always hold that, you know, like he, he was the first one that held that man or woman, because that was for, you know, for me before I wanted to become a professional soccer player before 99, when that was really like what I grabbed onto. And so he, to me was, he was like the ultimate, like, this is how you can be, a good teammate and you can be uh really driven, but you can also like play this beautiful style. Like I just loved everything about him. So I would say Jordan and I'm really interested to see what else we learn about all, all that bulls team, you know, throughout this, because it's been super interesting.
0: Yeah. I think I'll finally watch it. I was, I was a late adopter to tiger King. I think I'll be a late adopter to last dance.
2: Yeah. I'll, I'll watch
0: it. I'll watch yeah. it eventually.
2: Yeah. It's probably better R2. that way. You can watch them all at once.
0: <laughs> that's that's true. That's very true. I didn't know they were releasing it, but Bryant made a good point before we started the show. He said uh ESPN has no sports to play. So of course they're going to show it like once I once know. a week just to keep you keep yeah. you tuning in. No, yeah. no, I I have ESPN Plus. I'll get to it eventually. Okay, eventually. Good. All right. <laughs> Now this is a um, thank you for answering those questions and oh, then yeah. the new ones from all the folks who are listening on the uh, or reading on the internets. But I wanted since you were here, we're a podcast. We enjoy podcasts. <laughs> Been listening to your podcast. Yeah. You have a show called because we said so. Yeah. Outside of the awesome name, you also have <laughs> awesome guests. Like I was just listening you talking to a twelve time Olympic uh, swimming medalist, Dara Torres. Talk about workout routines and how yeah. all these different stages of life and how she still competed. You also had the number one and number two NFL draft picks. This yeah. is just this was your first episode Yeah. With the, Drew, Drew Bledsoe and Rick Meyer, um, where you talked about different wines that the companies that they have, the Wine Odyssey that they're on. Also, Drew talked a lot about the restaurant Hooters. Um, so what's the, <laughs> sho-
1: okay,
0: what's the, the show? What's the show? What's the show all about? How did it get started? What's kind of the the goal with that? Because I think it's something that I found really interesting. I think crew fans would also.
2: Yeah, my friend Sarah and I are both – we're both in sports, and we both have this connection to, like, yeah, we're – the athletes have great athlete stories, right? But they also are cool people who do all these other things. So whether it's, um, you know, these – Three guests that we've had already who are retired athletes who now have different companies that they're a part of or your current athletes and you're already doing you have a charity or you have something else we just wanted to tell um, stories around what it was like to be an athlete but also who you are off the field and kind of dig into that a little bit more so yeah, Sarah has a good Rolodex, let's just say that. Um, <laughs> Dara Torres was yeah. like, I just, I still can't believe I got to chat with her and look at her like this, you know, like see her just call, saying my name. It's, it, all of them, like they've all been super cool and to get the Hooter story and the story <laughs> about how Dara Torres got back into swimming, like, How she didn't even want to compete in the Olympics again. And she was like, well, the only thing when I was pregnant that allowed me to throw up when I had morning sickness while I was working out was to be in the pool so I could throw up in the gutter. Like, who says that?
1: Amazing. (laughs) hardcore.
2: So hardcore. So amazing. And that's how she got back into swimming. And that's why she was a 41-year-old Olympian. Like, super cool. And it started this whole movement for her about, like, age is just a number. And so she it's been really cool and we just wanted to do something with this time as we've all done right is like just utilize it in a way that hopefully will continue to be something after this and uh tell give people a platform to chat and have something to look forward to hopefully
0: (laughs) It, it was a fun show and honestly folks for them to have less followers than our show does online is a travesty. It's <laughs> a, a great of, show. I think you guys people... are
2: doing great. Whatever.
0: Oh, stop it. Stop it. No, we, uh, it, it was awesome just to hear. And like you said, it was, you're having just normal conversations. I think you work with, you've played with these pro athletes who mm-hmm. have won world cups. You've worked in a league now that you've seen these huge name players and you've talked to them and you've interacted with them hearing those conversations kind of blurs the line between, oh my gosh, they're so much different than we are. And then you just hear like, oh yeah, Drew and yeah. Rick just really love wine and they still jab at each other and they're friends and they're just, you know.
2: Yeah. And I think that's kind of the point is like, we're all just, we're all the same, you know, like we yeah. all, just as you guys make fun of each other too, like these two are just making fun of each other, like all those things. And so um, just trying to, have a a good time and make the best of this, and um, hopefully tell some good stories along the way. And for me, being in this world that I am, any chance to so like interview one or, a, you know, try to get a story tell, told in a unique perspective allows me to figure out what it takes to find that path for different people, you know, and that's always going to look different. And so the more interviews, the better is kind of my my way to think about it well that's
0: great honestly thank you so much for your time there's so much that we probably could have kept talking about but you have know, so yeah. much that hey, you involved in and how
2: i'll be in columbus so we'll i'm sure we'll we'll chat again sometime maybe when games start happening again we can we can get it on another podcast and talk games
0: that'd be awesome that would be that would be amazing have you had any, have you got any recommendations yet for Columbus things, what have you like experienced in Columbus yet? I know you really, in terms of the season, you've been there for a week. <laughs> like,
2: yeah. yeah, I was there to, for two games, so two weekends, and during that, I had two U.S. Soccer trips to go. I host for U.S. Soccer, so I went to Florida and to Dallas. In the midst of that, so I wasn't really there at all. So nothing. Um, uh, I love brassica.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: I can't I was there what 12 days I think I ate there six times I'm not even kidding (laughs) I can't keep that habit up that's for sure um and my brother went to Ohio State so I've been I've been to Columbus a handful of times yeah he played ice hockey at Ohio State oh cool and so I, I know Columbus fairly well but I'm like excited to get there and like learn more things so i don't know i don't know all i don't know enough yet but just wandering around finding parks finding stuff to do
0: well we we look forward to you coming back to columbus too and and calling matches and wandering around parks and all that good stuff (laughs) jordan thank you so much for for being part of this we it's been a great time thanks for coming on
2: thank you guys so much this has been so fun (laughs)
0: Man, we didn't lie to him. We, we told you it was gonna be great. We didn't lie to you. We would never do that. but yeah, that was that was awesome. Thanks again to Jordan Angeli. She definitely did not have to come on our show, but she did. and we're very appreciative for it.
1: She was awesome and talk of, you know, maybe getting together again. so that's great. Hey, we'll be. We'll be her new friends, you know? Maybe we'll get some some good connections. Who knows? Um, Maybe we're
0: her Columbus friends. Outside of like is. Neil Sika and all of her co-workers and all that.
1: You know. Um, and the team. <laughs> so, first of all, if you're new to the show thank you if you've been brought here because you saw on Twitter or somewhere that hey, they're talking to Jordan Angeli. I know Jordan Angeli. She works for the crew, does the crew games. Let's listen to these guys talk. So if you're new to the show, thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We've got a nice big backlog of stuff that is all outdated, but hey, if you're bored...
0: Eight months worth of backlog. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, While you're there, go ahead and smash that subscribe button so you'll be notified whenever we record a new episode of this gold that is this podcast um gold, you know Bryant, gold if you uh if you aren't already look us up on twitter we're at Bryant and me follow us there interact with us give us suggestions tell us hey what questions do you wish we'd ask jordan maybe if we have her on in the future maybe we could save those questions up for for next time um follow me i'm at pickle chips replace the eyes with once you can follow Thomas. He's at one Thomas Costello. Tell your friends about it. Hey, you know, you got your crew friends. Hey, they talked to Jordan Angeli. Maybe you should give this a listen. These guys are wonderful. They <laughs> have uh, voices for, for podcasting, faces yeah. for <laughs> podcasting too, but you can't see that. Hey, And, you know, otherwise, just, you know, keep yourself socially distanced, support your local businesses, wash your hands, wash take your care damn, of. Man. Yeah, man. I, I can't stress that enough. Wash your hands. Wear masks in public. Help each other out. Do anything you can to help your local businesses. Otherwise, have a wonderful evening.
0: Thanks, everybody. Adios.
1: Bye.